Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today is Friday, July 2nd, 2021. On this day in 1991, 23-year-old Sebastian Shaw killed 40-year-old Jay Rickbile. The murder marked the beginning of a killing spree that lasted for nearly a decade. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of sexual assault, violence, and murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the first murder committed by serial killer Sebastian Shaw. Let's go back to July 2nd, 1991, at a small cable company in Portland, Oregon. 23-year-old Sebastian Shaw worked as a security dispatcher for the Paragon Cable Company. He liked the job. For the most part, he got paid to stand around. But Sebastian's co-workers weren't so fond of him. That afternoon, his boss called him into his office to discuss a serious problem. A female colleague had reported Sebastian for sexual harassment twice in the past month. The boss might have let the whole thing slide if Sebastian hadn't left a threatening note on the woman's desk in response. This letter made the situation impossible to ignore. Sebastian was fired and left the office that day fuming. He was too angry to go home quietly it's likely he felt the need to break something. Or perhaps he wanted to break someone. Sebastian walked through the streets of Portland, nursing his grudge. After a while, he shoved his hands in his pockets and found a card there from 40-year-old Jay Rickbile. At some point, perhaps a few days prior, Sebastian had run into Jay in town. Jay had cerebral palsy, so he used a wheelchair to get around. His hair was just beginning to turn gray, and he always had a welcoming smile plastered across his face. Jay was a huge believer in New Age philosophies. They brought him peace and optimism that helped him live with his illness, and he strived to share that positivity with everyone he met. The day he crossed paths with Sebastian, he gave the 23-year-old a card with his apartment number on it and told him to stop by whenever he wanted to talk. Sebastian remembered the moment clearly. Jay had been so trusting, so naive. He only had the best intentions and believed everyone else did too. He never imagined that Sebastian Shaw was more monster than man. Sebastian darted towards the address on the card. He got to Jay Rickbile's apartment complex, found the right door, and tried the knob. It was unlocked. Sebastian crept inside, breathing heavily, ready to take out his anger on an innocent man. A few hours later, around 5 p.m., Jay's roommate came home from work. He couldn't get the door unlocked, so he called the apartment manager for help. Once the two men got inside, they saw a trail of dark red splotches leading out of Jay's bedroom. They followed the blood down the hallway 
and found Jay slumped over in his bed. His throat had been cut open. Coming up, Sebastian Shaw continues his killing spree. The CIA. They're the first line of defense for the United States, analyzing intelligence to thwart any possible threats and keep us safe. Some of their involvements are made public, and others aren't. Hi, it's Carter from Parcast, and in honor of America's birthday, we're uncovering the cases you were never supposed to know about in the new series, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. From international assassination plots and mind control experiments to catastrophic cover-ups and secret societies fit for film, sift through the agency's most questioned and controversial affairs. Each week, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition exposes the covert operations intended to protect us from conflicts, but end up creating conspiracies. Where does the truth lie? Where do the lies end? And how much do we really want to know? Follow the new Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen every Thursday, free and only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Now back to the story. On July 2nd, 1991... 23-year-old Sebastian Shaw murdered 40-year-old Jay Rickbile. Jay's roommate and landlord found him with his throat slit in his Portland apartment, a trail of blood leading from his bedroom to the front door. They called the police right away. Investigators started by trying to narrow down a list of possible suspects, but they quickly realized that Jay had a habit of leaving his door unlocked and inviting strangers over to chat. Anyone could have entered his apartment. The investigation ended almost as soon as it began. But Sebastian Shaw was far from done. He laid low for a few months, and once he felt sure that police weren't onto him, he got another security job. He might have been trying to get his life back on track, but killing Jay had unleashed something terrible inside of him, something that he couldn't or wouldn't rein back in. In July of 1992, 24-year-old Sebastian got into a fight with two of his new co-workers. Once again, he left his job furious, aching to take out his anger on an innocent stranger. He broke into a random trailer in Portland. Inside was a young couple, 29-year-old Todd Rudiger and 18-year-old Donna Ferguson. 
They became the next victims of Sebastian Shaw. Days later, Todd and Donna's fathers showed up at the trailer. They hadn't heard from their children in nearly a week. They feared something bad might have happened, but nothing could have prepared them for what they found inside. Much like at Jay's apartment, blood was splattered across the walls. Deep red puddles pooled on the floor. Todd was stabbed in the throat. Donna had been tied up and sexually assaulted before meeting the same fate. Portland police isolated DNA from a sperm sample taken at the scene, but it didn't match any records. Sebastian Shaw walked free again, emboldened by the belief that he could get away with anything. Over the next two years, Sebastian masqueraded as a wholesome, stable man. He enrolled in California State University and moved south to San Bernardino. By day, he went to school and worked as a security guard. But by night, he was up to something more nefarious. In August of 1994, officers found 26-year-old Sebastian sleeping in a car that had been stolen from San Ramon, California. Detectives searched the vehicle and uncovered two rifles, ammunition, duct tape, a hammer, a ski mask, and a sock with a lead weight inside. Authorities held Sebastian in custody, but they didn't have enough evidence to indict him on charges of theft or murder. They were forced to release him. He immediately moved back to Portland, where local police still didn't know his name. Sebastian Shaw worked at a Portland Safeway and flew under the radar until January of 1996, when he got in a fight with one of his roommates. Whatever they were arguing about, Sebastian made sure the other man would never cross him again. He grabbed a gun from his room and started shooting inside the apartment indiscriminately. The roommate called the police, and Portland authorities charged Sebastian with criminal mischief. But they wouldn't have cause to arrest him again until over two years later. In 1998, another one of Sebastian's co-workers told police that he was stalking her. Because they already knew the 30-year-old to be violent and unpredictable, investigators staked him out. On February 13th, they saw him smoking outside of a supermarket. Sebastian loitered, carelessly tossing the cigarette butt aside when he was done. After he left, police grabbed the discarded filter and used it to isolate his DNA. Portland authorities compared the DNA taken from the cigarette butt with the unidentified samples in their system. It came back with a match. The sperm sample taken from the scene of Todd and Donna's murders belonged to Sebastian Shaw. Officers arrested Sebastian on February 21, 1998. Although he faced a possible life sentence, Sebastian acted like he didn't have a care in the world. Unsurprisingly, the judge and jury weren't charmed by this attitude. In February of 2000, jurors found him guilty of two counts of aggravated murder. An Oregon judge sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. But that wasn't the end of the story. As an Oregon state inmate, Sebastian lost the right to refuse further DNA testing. Officers took a blood sample and found that it matched some droplets found in Jay Rickbile's apartment 
almost a decade earlier. The discovery led to yet another trial. This time, the prosecution sought the death penalty. However, the jury only voted 9-3 to three in favor of execution. Because the verdict wasn't unanimous, Sebastian received another life sentence. Today, 53-year-old Sebastian Shaw is held at the Oregon State Penitentiary. Although only three of his murders have been confirmed, he has told fellow inmates that he also killed, quote, 10 or 12 other people. We'll likely never know the true extent of Sebastian's crimes or what drove him to prey on innocent people. Only one thing is certain. Sebastian Shaw will stay behind bars exactly where he belongs. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Karis Allen, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, it's Carter from ParCast. Every Thursday on Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition, we're uncovering secrets hidden deep within the archives of the Central Intelligence Agency to bring you a special collection of episodes from shows across our network. Follow the new Spotify original from ParCast, Conspiracy Theories CIA Edition. Listen free only on Spotify. Spotify.